A Toronto elementary school teacher was placed on home assignment following a series of arrests by the Toronto Police Services Hate Crimes Unit in relation to an alleged anti-Semitic property attack targeting a chapter's Indigo bookstore. Alberta's 44 wind farms operated at 0.3% capacity last Wednesday, leading many to question how effective wind power actually is. Canada's revenue agency paid $63 million to a company it now accuses of carousel fraud. Hello Canada, it's Monday, November 27th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Cosman Georgia. And I'm Lindsay Shepard. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. A Toronto elementary school teacher who makes over $100,000 a year was placed on home assignment following a series of arrests by the Toronto Police Services Hate Crimes Unit in relation to an alleged anti-Semitic property attack targeting the chapter's Indigo bookstore chain owner Heather Reisman. Toronto District School Board Executive Officer of Government Policy and Community Relations Ryan Berg told True North that elementary school teacher Ian Doty was away from his classroom duties pending an investigation. Doty was listed on the Public Sector Workers Sunshine List, which publicly discloses all government employees who earn over $100,000 a year. Last week, Toronto police announced the arrest of 11 individuals allegedly involved in an anti-Semitic attack on the prominent Indigo bookstore located at the intersection of Bay Street and Bloor Street West. The suspects, a diverse group that includes a public school teacher and faculty members from York University, are now facing charges related to the disturbing incident that occurred on November 10th. The assailants targeted not only the Indigo bookstore, but also its Jewish founder, Heather Reisman. Their actions included gluing anti-Semitic posters to the doors and windows of the establishment and pouring red paint on the windows and sidewalk, accusing Reisman of funding genocide. I recall these arrests when they happened, it was quite abrupt, and 11 people got swept up in these charges. I think they were all arrested on the same day. They're all expected to appear in court relatively around the same time. I think it's early January. But Lindsay, could you remind our audience, for those who might not have been keeping up with this story, what exactly happened and what are these charges about? Right, Cosman. So Heather Reisman, the CEO of Indigo, she's very prominent in the Jewish community, and her and her husband started a scholarship fund for former Israel Defense Forces soldiers. So that's why these, you know, pro-Palestine activists are saying she's funding genocide because she has started that scholarship fund. So because of the posters that the activists distributed and how they vandalized an indigo store, this is actually being treated as a hate-motivated incident. And just a couple days ago, we actually saw a similar protest outside of an indigo store in Victoria, BC, although that one didn't result in vandalism or violence or anything like that. 
An analysis of wind power generation in Alberta found that despite the province's 44 wind farms, they managed to only produce 0.3% of their total capacity on Wednesday night. This is according to the outlet Pipeline Online, which tracks wind power generation on a regular basis. Data from the Alberta Electric System Operator, AESO, showed that wind power output dropped to as low as 14 megawatts out of the 4,420 megawatts total capacity on Wednesday night. That means only 0.3% of the available wind power was being generated. Solar power was also at zero output, as expected during nighttime hours, out of 1,470 megawatts. The combined output of wind and solar was therefore 0.2% of maximum capacity. These numbers are remarkable given the recent expansion of wind farms and solar energy in Alberta. In the past few months, the province added 802 megawatts of wind power capacity. Renewable energy sources like wind and solar have been cited as being increasingly unreliable. Cosmin, do you think that the province of Alberta just needs to fully commit to more reliable energy sources like gas and oil? Absolutely, and I think they are starting to do that. I have always thought that wind power and solar power have come with their own associated set of problems. We know that a lot of people, for example, don't want wind farms near their house. They kill birds. They often sometimes collapse. Similarly, solar farms, the production of actual solar cells, there's a lot of questions about the environmental impact of that as well as the vast amount of land required to set up a solar farm. But we know that Premier Danielle Smith has actually paused all wind and solar energy developments in Alberta because she said that her government needs to review the locations and the effect that these projects would have on the province's electrical grid. And... In the background of all this, the context that's going on is the federal government's push to get provinces to shift their entire electrical grids into what they call net zero electricity grids. And to do this, they are asking that they increasingly adopt these unreliable forms of energy production, as well as very expensive carbon capture technology. Even Alberta's own energy regulator has said that doing so by the year 2030, which is the target year set out by the federal government, would cause rolling blackouts for Albertans and it would severely strain Alberta's electricity grid. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. A Markham, Ontario company is at the center of a multi-million dollar tax dispute with the Canada Revenue Agency, which accuses it of being part of an alleged fraudulent scheme to claim bogus refunds. 
Iris Technologies, which sells and exports internet telephone minutes, received more than $120 million worth of refunds between 2016 and 2019, according to CRA Records. The agency alleges that Iris was involved in a carousel scheme, a type of tax fraud that involves moving goods around a circle of companies to collect tax refunds without paying said taxes. According to CBC's The Fifth Estate, the CRA says it initially paid out $63 million in, quote, illegitimate refunds to Iris after facing pressure from the company to end an audit. The agency later reversed its decision and demanded the money back, along with penalties and interest. Iris denies any wrongdoing and says it was unaware of any fraudulent activity in its supply chain. Like many of you, this is the first time I've ever heard of a carousel fraud scheme. I don't think it's as popular as some of the more well-known ones like the Ponzi scheme. But looking through some of these reports, it seems to be like a complicated mess and the CRA has admitted here to paying this company $63 million in tax refunds, and now they're demanding it back, but the company says no, and there's a whole swath of different legal challenges and lawsuits going on that eventually the taxpayer is going to have to pay for. I mean, we already pay some of the highest taxes in the world. This story really makes me wonder exactly where our tax dollars are being spent. Cosman, not only are Canadians paying some of the highest taxes in the world, the services we get in return are low quality. Right. And I suspect as far as these things go, this is probably going to end in some sort of agreement that this company will pay a fraction of what it actually owes to make this all go away. This is how it is usually settled between the CRA and, and these very large corporations. That is, omitting the possibility that criminal charges are eventually laid. But as far as I can tell uh, from reports, there have been no criminal charges laid as of yet. That's it for today, folks. Don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. Plus, The Andrew Lawton Show will be live at 1 p.m. Eastern Time today. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to share our work with your friends and neighbors. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news.